Welcome to the Success Journey Show. Let's travel together through the lives of individuals on the road to success. Hey, what's going on, travelers? It is Ricky Venters and Marlon Madden, and we are back with you for another week, yes, you guessed it, of the Success Journey Show. Marlon, what's good, bro? How you doing today? Oh, man. You know, I'm, I'm enjoying life, brother. I'm enjoying life. Uh, I love it. I, I, I love it, man. You, man, you've been looking like you've been trying to sl- you've been slimming down, man. Got a chance yeah, to- man. Yeah, man. You know, I'm uh, here in this course, but, you know, just getting back to the basics. Um, you know, the older you get, the less bulk you want to have on. For me, at least. Yeah, you know, once um, you start hitting like 50, you want to get all that... <laughs> Get all that fat off, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I call oh, it bulk, man. You could call it fat, you could call it bulk. Uh, I call it bulk. Make me feel better. But, um, uh, yeah, slim it down to, you know, to my optimum where where, where, I, where, where I got, I have optimum performance. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's at 185, about 185, 180. Um, yeah. My wife is saying that when I get down to 180, I look too anorexic, so... I, I, so she's the I one that she's the one that's judging your performance. Oh no no no! no. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's another that's, that's another show. <laughs> that's another show. No, I, I had to yeah, man. man. I, I had to. Nah man. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Now say yeah, man. So graduating from mm-hmm. graduating from the course and yep. you know uh, by the time they hear this or I don't know. If I'll be graduated already or just about to graduate, but graduating from graduated or graduating from the course mm-hmm. and uh, head back up to the Puzzle Palace and see what's going on there. Yeah, I love it. You've been away for a minute now. Yeah, they man, probably rem- remember to- you, man. Uh, they'll remember me as soon as I get back. I have some work to do. Man, I opened <laughs> my government computer the other day, man. I have 700 and something emails. I was like, hey, hey. So, yeah, they ain't forget I about you. I- yeah, wow. I'm about to weed through which ones are important and which ones not important. Yeah, and, uh, and go from there. Nah, that's good, man. That's good. Well, you know, everyone that's listening to this podcast, we just want to say, you know, a happy Thanksgiving for those. I mean, this is. I mean, this podcast goes around the world, but here in the United States, man, we celebrating uh, Thanksgiving, and you know, it's just our time for just to sit back and reflect on reflect on things that we're thankful for and. Man, I'm just thankful that we went through a whole year with this show, man. And not for the fact that we went through it because of on our end an accomplishment on our end, but more so that we were able to put this content together. Man, we exposed individuals around the world to almost 60 people, 60 different individuals just sharing their story about what it takes to, you know, uh, on that journey to success. And one thing I can tell you that every last person has said on this show, and that is, hey, I'm still traveling. I'm still on yeah. my journey. I haven't gotten yeah. there yet. And I'm still chasing it just like anybody else is chasing it, man. Correct, 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 Rick. I'm telling you, man. It's a, it's a consensus from everyone. Yep. Um, you know, a lot of people think, you know, uh, like I said before, you know, when, when, when I saw my aunt and I thought, saw my uncles or anybody that was older than me, my family that was 36, I was probably, you know, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, whatever I was, mm-hmm. they were 36. I was like, man, mm-hmm. they got life figured out. Yeah. Yeah. But you, but you soon figure out that once you become that age, yeah, like, that there's a lot of people that that's mm-hmm. age, just 40, trying to 50 figure years out. later. Yep. Yep. 
saw, you saw, at first it was just jazz, man, but now you saw some haymakers. (laughs) (laughs) Hit me all in my face. You know I had to, man. You know I had to. Man. Hey, don't worry, you'll be there soon. I'm yeah, gonna I'm be- always gonna be behind you, though. That's that's my that's my comfort. I'll always be behind you, always. But yeah, uh, I tell you, man. This oh, guy, man. This guy. But yeah, man. No, you're so right, man. You know, you you looked up to them and said, man, they got it all together. By the time you get there, you're like, dang, everyone's trying to figure it out, just like us. So. Be encouraged, everyone, wherever, wherever you are in your journey, be encouraged and go keep pushing. Hey, listen, you know, last week we had an opportunity to uh, and we and we shared a little bit on our, our podcast last week to be a part of the. Um, and I keep messing up all these S's, right? The STEM Summit. The STEM Success Summit. Uh, we had it down in. Raleigh, North Carolina, man, with a phenomenal team. You got a chance to hear uh, from Nehemiah last week. And we, man, just wanted to get on this. Another young gentleman, man, that is moving. He is on the move. And what I love about it, just the energy that he carries with him, the leadership skills that he possesses, and just the determination just to really just to be be his best self, man. And um, I'm talking about none other than Justin Schaefer, and he's with us today. Justin, thank you so much for joining us. Yo, yo, what's going on, man? You guys are hilarious, man. This is about to be fun. <laughs> man, listen, we just started. We just started. You know, so Justin, man, you know, like I said, we appreciate you being on the show with us, man. It is our pleasure to have you. They call him, is uh, a.k.a. Mr. Fascinate. And I'm going to let him explain that to you. But Justin, man, just share a little bit about who you are and just what you're trying to do, man, in life. Man, I'm trying to inspire the next generation of kids to pursue STEM, to pursue mm. STEM careers, technology, engineering, and mathematics careers. So I'm doing that in several ways. Right now, I have a science TV show that's in production. I've shot a couple other shows and independently produced the science uh, TV content myself. And we, uh, we run after school programs up here in New York City. And also, I'm building a bus called the Magic Cool Bus. If you guys remember mm. Pimp My Ride, the show on MTV, we just got my man Mad Mike, the actual mechanic, the actual pimp who pimps rides. Mm. He's gonna mount our bus. And uh, and so the other thing, I'm I'm doing part time. I'm a part time PhD student up at Columbia University, pursuing my doctorate in science education. So you know, I'm all over this landscape of how do we get the next generation of kids excited about STEM. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know it might sound like, well, like, like maybe the energy I'm coming with that I got this all figured out, but you know, definitely still a lot of pieces I still have to put in place. Nah, I love it, man. Love it. So um, what got this, this burning desire to help these students, you know, be successful in, in STEM? What kind of, what kind of put that in you, man? Like wh- where, where did that come from? What was that birth? So, you know, to, to, to be honest with you, Ricky, I was that kid, man. I was that kid that was nerdy, but I never wanted to be a scientist when I grew up. You know, I saw, uh, grew up on the South side of Chicago. So, you know, my role models were rappers and people in the NBA. And so I grew up wanting to be a basketball player and, you know, I could spit a few bars too. So I had Mm -hmm. like those kind of aspirations, but this thing was never made cool to me. And so I ended up really getting my grades together. I had this crazy aha moment in high school uh, where I turned my whole life around. And I went to college, became the golden boy, quote unquote, 
got into one of these tech jobs and I looked around and I was like, I'm the only one. There's mm. no one really around me that, that looks like me, that has my cultural identity, that even feels as privileged as I felt coming from where I came from and being where I was at. Like those people around me complaining about the wrong sauce being on their chicken. I'm like, <laughs> you know what I mean? there's, there's no way that I can complain right now because I feel so privileged. So, you know, what I ended up doing was quitting my job and, and, and uh, you know, long story short, becoming the role model that I wanted to see when I was a kid. Mm. This cool, young, relatable guy who isn't, you know, I don't try to be all this extra stuff that I'm not. I'm still a dude from the South Side of Chicago, but that's really what makes me relatable to the kids. The kids identify with me. They, they see me in themselves. And uh, or they see themselves in me rather, and you know it makes them want to pursue these kind of careers. Yeah. And so, yeah, man, I'm I'm just trying to take it one step at a time, brother. Mm, so you said you you yeah. quit your job and said I'm going to take this yeah, on f- full time, man. Like that, you got to walk us through that, man. Because there's a lot of people that you know they have these these hobbies, they have these you know passions, but when it comes down to saying, oh shoot, I'm going to quit this nine to five and I'm going to jump in this full time. They struggle with that, man. So, like, break down a little bit, like, you know, when you just going through that whole process, and when you say, you know what, I got to do it. Most stuff, man. I'll tell you, I was dumb passionate. I was so passionate. I ended up neglecting a relationship that I was really involved in at the time just mm. because I was so deeply passionate, but I still wasn't going as hard as I could have for my dream. And the reason was because, man, I could sit here and be passionate all day, but every two weeks, that paycheck's still coming. So you can, have, you can, you know, you can go so hard, but like, you know, that you can really, you don't have to move forward to, to survive. Mm-hmm. And so me, I know that my work ethic, I'm a zero or 100 type of person. So I knew that I had to thrust myself into an uncomfortable situation to, to get the work ethic out of myself that I knew I had. So, I mean, it really started with me, you know, volunteering in museums, uh, figuring out how to engage kids and trying to formulate a model around it. To be honest with you, Ricky, I quit my job when I was, 22 years old. I, it was, I think it was before I was really ready uh, mm. for in a lot of ways. I didn't have a business plan, a financial plan, but I just had this, this burning desire to excite kids about STEM. Uh, and so I actually thought I was going to go into a part-time gig. They ended up feeling threatened by me. Uh, they, they felt like I, was, I had too much energy and ideas up here in New York City. And so that all fell through. So it was me in New York City with my savings account uh, trying to figure this thing out. And I just went as hard as I could because I was passionate and my livelihood depended on whether or not this worked out. But that's just the way I do things, man. That's, that's how I that's how I get that's how I stay motivated. <laughs> I love it. So when you when, when you said you quit your job. So New York City ain't no joke. Right. Yes, so the, the bills ain't going to stop coming. Nobody cares about you. Everybody's just just like, hey, you better you 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 better uh, pay these bills. Now, when you said you quit your job, did you prov- did you start providing something for yourself to sustain your life when it comes to Absolutely. that monetary? Um, Absolutely. And so, when I first walked into my cubicle, man, the first day, I'm like, I'm quitting this job in one year. And I told everybody that I told them the specific date, <laughs> was July 31st, 2017. I'm like, I'm done with this. So, but I knew that I had to take specific steps to make that a, a reality. So, mm. you know, fortunately I was a scholarship student. Uh, so that was a part of it. I didn't really have any, any debt. Um, but you know, in the same token, I still had to save aggressively. So I'm buying my furniture off of Craigslist. 
I'm, you know, eating ramen noodles still, living like a college student. My friends are clowning me like, dude, you got a grown man job. Why are you living like a high school student? And, <laughs> you, know, and you know, you know how I get. I'm like, you know, and people, a lot of people that were making the same amount as, as I was at my job were flexing and doing all these other crazy things and getting all these likes on Instagram, which is, you know, is a big deal yeah. uh, for a lot of people. But I was in my bag, man. I'm like, I know what I want. And, um, and so that's what I was told my friends. And so, you know, I, I definitely missed a lot of parties. I missed a lot of fun. Um, but I knew that I wanted this more than I wanted to be flexing. Like I, like I had it when I actually did it, mm. and, um, you know, for me, yeah, I just, I made those scrappy steps. I saved up enough money for six months of being completely unemployed. If no money came in for six months, I knew I was going to be straight. Uh, and so that's the only way that I was able to to make this work in the beginning was being very intentional about, about aggressively saving towards a specific number. Uh, and once I had that number in my head, I found the apartment that I could live for six months. And then I, you know, obviously accounted for miscellaneous expenses, but I mean, it, it was very methodical. I remember at the time. Nice. Mm. Now you said something key, man, when you said, you know, people on Instagram and social media flossing, like, like your generation, man, is like, that's what was like, you know what I mean? All through, oh, I think Facebook was released to everybody around that time. You were still in high school, middle school, high school. Um, Instagram has been been around for years. You know, that, that's where a lot of people grew this up. Snapchat and all that stuff. Like, can you talk about just mm, one thing, what you see as a representation of, of STEM on Instagram and those platforms, but then also what you see as a representation as to that whole floss mentality uh, on the yeah. social media platforms. So, you know, honestly, man, uh, and this is something I, I tell people all the time. When I first started building a team to produce content that I was focused on STEM on IG and all these other platforms, I told them, yo, we're competing with pictures of butts and breasts on the internet. Real yes. mm -hmm. You know, there's there's really people out here that are using sex to sell stuff to you. And I think it's very effective. Um, whereas, you know, um, our STEM stuff is kind of niche. It's like it's only for people that are using just intrinsically interested in information. Mm -hmm. And, so you know, the, the way that I've found uh, to kind of meld the two is to, you know, post some really sexy content that has a STEM, like to cast a broader net. Mm -hmm. But then also like kind of weave the stem in there in a way that doesn't feel like you're getting beat over the head with information so that the general public can be interested in it. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, man, like so many people are, um, are, are, you know, are flexing on Instagram and they get the most attention. Yeah, and so, yeah. you, know, you know, nerdy dudes like me, like I'm just interested in information. Uh, and so, you know, it's hard for me to sometimes portray that. But, you know, I had this crazy go. I actually got laughed out of a, I got a speaking engagement. In 2017, I first said this, I got laughed out of the room. I was like, yo, I want to be a science sex symbol. And it's not because, you know, I'm out here trying to be a pretty boy or nothing like that. That's never been my style. You can't be a light-skinned dude and, uh, growing up in Chicago and want to be a pretty boy. That's just not. But I understand something about, about eyeballs and, and where they go and how to make them move in certain directions. And that's from just studying this stuff, man. Mm -hmm. And so, I want to cast a broad net, whether it be me or showcasing other people that just make the stuff look good and make it look cool. Because when I think about myself uh, as a kid, you know, growing up and, and seeing who, who would I want to be like that was in STEM, it would be someone that looks kind of like a rock star. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? That had yeah. all, these, all these people that are on his jock and has this kind of James Bond swag. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, you gotta make it look cool to make younger people get engaged and interested in it. And so that's what I've made my whole brand about, uh, at least on Instagram. But, you know, every every social media platform has a different identity. Yeah. yeah. And uh, on LinkedIn, I do something completely different and it actually works even even better. Yeah. So I want to play on the other side of the coin. You know, like, the, th- the thing about Instagram and these different platforms is that somebody watches something and they see it working for someone. And then they start doing the, they co- they start copying the exact same thing because they're like, if that person's getting this much likes, and that's why you see Instagram is losing their likes now and all these people are going oh, crazy. Man. Are you scared that you're going to be like, okay, I'm going to mess them with being cool. And then there's going to be people that's going to jump on this bandwagon, jump on, not the bandwagon, but jump on this wagon, trying to just portray that, but they're not really STEM. You understand what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, absolutely. it already happens. <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, look, there's, there's, there's pageant girls out there. I don't want to name names, but there's like a bunch of pageant girls out there who use and pimp STEM as their platform, but they mm. actually don't have any kind of, or have like barely a STEM background, but it, it's a sexy thing to say that you are right now, mm. you know, because mm. it, it looks really good in the educational space and yep. stuff like that. But they're really just models taking pictures. And it's and it's definitely a uh, it's definitely a blurred line, man. I, I think you're you're absolutely onto something. You can just li- literally be a model who takes pictures and say, "Oh, I do STEM," and you wear a STEM T-shirt once every ten pictures. <laughs> you know what I mean? But in the same token, I think that there is something that they, that they do that's effective, right? Because if you know, if anything, there's some little girl that's watching them do that. You know, maybe they're modeling and maybe yeah, they look yeah. good and maybe they look how the girl wants them to look. But they are saying STEM, and so maybe yeah. that when that word is mentioned to that little girl outside of that context, maybe they're now seeing this as something that they can do or seeing this as something that might be a little bit more interesting. So, you know, as, as honestly, at this point, I'm the promotion to me, any publicity of STEM is good publicity. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the one thing that I think could be confusing to people is that this stuff is hard. You know, like these, is, you know, it's not just glitz and glam and taking pictures and you know yeah. we're doing this submit and you know it's all it's fun and games it is actually hard to get into one of these careers but the payoff is immense but when i but i think about this man it's hard to get into the mba 0.03 percent of the high school kids that are in the se- a basketball team their senior year actually get into the mba 0.03 percent so you know those kids though are, are they go into college they go into training camps they do all of this crazy stuff because they're going hard for something they love because they're intrinsically motivated. And that is my goal. I want to create that intrinsic motivation that makes the kids overcome that hardship. Mm, yeah. I, I like that answer right before that, Rick. The reason I was asking that because and it's funny you bring up basketball. That's my favorite sport, right? So, okay. okay. So, you ball? What, what position? Oh, 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 oh. I could play point or shoot. You know what I'm saying? Well, how you, however you want it. You know, oh, you get it. Okay. All right. It's not like you're a little, little bulky, though. That's what you're talking about. I forgot that you're fast. I forgot that you're fast with it. I know. Oh, man. Yeah. So with the basketball, you know, sometimes I'm watching Sports Center, right? And this is what, what um, like, I'm not STEM. And like last week when, when I was down there with you guys and people were coming up and because I had the shirt on, right? <laughs> and they're asking me a question. I'd, I'd revert and say, hey, Rick, hey, go talk to that gentleman right there or go talk to that lady right there. But what, 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 I'm, what, what I'm saying that is because a lot of times when I'm watching TV, you might see somebody that's on 
sports center never dribbled a basketball in their life but they're they're all about the analytics and they're they're regurgitating something that they see on a piece of paper they're just a broadcaster right mm-hmm. so i i, I just want to know i know you say all publicity is good publicity but what happens when you have somebody like like one of those models or female or female because we're not going to be biased male or female that was wearing the shirt and on on instagram saying hey i'm stem and now they're the face of stem and they know they, they don't have a a a a a in uh in anything close to stem right. you know what i'm saying that, yeah. that, that's that's what i'm kind of looking at and and seeing and how to combat that yeah and I, and, I, and i get that man and so you know uh I think you're touching on a really important point because, uh, I mean, there's a lot of people that have become these figureheads of STEM that are it's really easy to spread misinformation if you're a figurehead in STEM. Mm-hmm. Uh, and because you, you just are so confident and people listen and hang on every word you say. So you're absolutely on to something with that, man. And, you know, I don't know if there's like a uh, there's like a silver bullet type of solution with that. Uh, I would say that most of the content that exists on the Internet that's fun. Uh, is really infotaining content. It's not like the stuff that you really take a critical eye at as a scientist and yeah. pick apart. Like, is yeah. this actually factually accurate information? Correct. But rather, most of that content is usually designed to inspire curiosity and make people want to dig deeper. Hmm. Uh, now, with that said, I think that there is a certain standard that people should have when they put out content about science or technology uh, that you know is you know so that they have integrity with their content. Um, but you know, it's, it's really difficult to police that, especially yeah. when you're a team, man. I think that's a, that's a huge problem that I actually, uh, I spoke about. I actually asked, uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson about this a while back. Cause he, that, that's something he's even been, been accused of in the past. Yeah. Is, um, I mean, and, you know, brilliant guy. He's an astrophysicist, but he's an astrophysicist. So, you mm-hmm. know, a lot of times he'll talk about sciences outside of his lane, which, you know, he doesn't know that much about. But he becomes the authority of science because he has this deep baritone voice and everything he says just bellows, you know, and echoes through the chamber. <laughs> and so, you know, people see that as like, oh, this is what sci- this is what scientists think this this is, this is about. And you know, so there's definitely a, a risk there. But I think, you know, with kids, uh, you know, if you're if you're targeting kids, which my target audience is like the middle high school and even um, younger millennial audience. I want to, uh, my goal is, is not to be the most accurate guy in the world. And I, I make that sacrifice. Uh, I sacrifice depth for breadth because I want to inspire the curiosity in as many people as possible. But that's a constant mm-hmm. that I've made. With that said, I still am cognizant of the type of content that I'm going to put out. I'm not just going to put out misinformation. You know, like I'm, I'm really, I, I try my best to be accurate with anything I, I, I say or, or put out. Yeah. 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 Love it. So when you, in, in that vein, uh, you mentioned in the introduction that you are putting together a uh, magic school bus. Now we all, everyone yeah. on here know, should know the old magic school bus. Now, what gave you this whole concept of the magic cool bus? And are, is, are you, are you at liberty to share some of the ideas you may be having with that? Sure, man. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, you know, for me, I, I really thought about, scaling myself up because, you know, here I am, I go and speak to all these kids. I do all these assemblies and pop-up events in New York city and and internationally now. And what I found is that to be honest with you, I think that it could be bigger than just me. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, I have a story that inspires the kids to talk about where I'm from. They can relate to that. 
and they can it makes them think that STEM is cool. But I want to take this to another level and provide them with an experience. I think mm. when, I, when we're engaging Gen Z kids, they do so much on their phones and digitally that when you provide a physical experience for them in person, it has this even more overwhelming effect than it probably would have had for someone in my generation. Because we have more physical in-person experiences. So I want to bring, you know, I want to scale up science and STEM excitement. Um, but I want to do it in a way that that's not just on your phone. It's not just an app, but it's an actual physical experience. So we want to fill this bus up with uh, 3D printers and uh, mini drones and VR exhibits and uh, what you call brain computer interfaces. Mm-hmm. Where people computers with their minds. Uh, and, and, and we, and it's also wants to be something dope, right? Like something with boom boxes in it, something that makes kids jaws drop. Like, Oh, this is what STEM is. Okay. Like, you know, what I mean? yeah, it's yeah. the first impression of STEM for kids all over the world. And this is how we're going to do it. So, uh, and it's going to have this whole aesthetic to it. It's going to, kids going to take selfies inside of it and outside of it. Uh, and, and I mean, that's, you know, that's the vision, man. We, we really want to, uh, inspire kids once again by by showing them something cool, and, and this is the way that we do it uh, physically in person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for all the the our travelers, our listeners all around the world, we um let me back up and I and I, I assumed and I wrongfully assumed that when we start jumping in and start talking about STEM, that everyone knew what we were talking about. But so STEM uh, is an acronym, and it, it stands for science, technology, engineering and mathematics and it's the education um, around those those subjects in the uh, middle school edu- elementary schools uh, middle schools high schools uh, that lead and in, lead into different careers uh, and majors that you can choose in college and beyond so that's what we're talking about today the whole whole stem um, area and uh, some people may know it as um, steam uh, where yep. they added the arts in it and um yeah, that's, I think that's the, that's, that's the furthest they've gone. I think one day they may add stream, turn it into stream. Yeah, I've heard of stream. I've seen stream before. Yeah, added uh, the reading in there, right? Yeah, and I want to add something to your definition as well. Yep, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, when I'm approaching kids, let's say in the Bronx, right? Because that's where we run programs right now. Uh, and they're like, man, this STEM stuff is nerdy and it's corny. And you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. they're like, that definition doesn't always entice them to engage, although I think it's very accurate. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so what I present this to them as is, yo, this is a tool that you can use to solve your own problems. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so for example, you know, uh, my boy Krishad, we we did a program out there in the Bahamas with them, uh, and he he came to the STEM Success Summit uh, this past week as well. One of his students 3D printed a leg to fit on the couch so that the couch wouldn't his couch wouldn't lean over. Mm. Uh, you know, so this is a, pro- a solution to a problem that he had every day. And, you know, then he went on to create a 3D printed prosthetic for his grandfather's arm. Right. So like th- these are this is how we reach kids that they, they can't think about STEM right now because they got bigger fish to fry. Right. Correct, correct. We teach them that you can use something like a hydroponic system, which is uh, basically a system that can you can use solar energy to grow your own plants and, and feed yourself using STEM, right? Um, there, there's ways that you can use this as a tool to empower yourself. And so that we don't have, and so literally when we're going to communities with this stuff, we're coming in as like, we're teaching people to fish. We're not coming in with this mm-hmm. savior complex and, you know, we're trying to save the world with STEM and you need to change yourself to be STEM. 
No, you can remain yourself, but learn these skills so you can be empowered to solve your own problems. Sure. And that's, that's what I think of STEM as. We call that STEM powering as yeah. well. That's actually like STEM plus empower. Love it. Love it. Love yeah. it. Yeah. What I think, you know, just listening to you talk and watching you operate last week and uh, watching STEM as, because now in the military, we're into STEM is all through it, right? Um, yeah. 3D printing, all the different stuff, drones, you, you know what I'm saying? All, all, all um, STEM is all through it. I think a lot of kids, especially in, you know, in the hood, in the uh, 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 inner city, whatever you want to call it, they're thinking what, what we used to say, science and math, science and math, science and math, science and math. But they're thinking of just those people that went to be doctors or those people that went to be engineers. That's like, oh, my gosh, all you have to do ha- have to have a high uh, 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 understanding of math and all this biology. Oh, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. It's not sexy to them. But like how you're putting it in the sense of this is something that you do every day because mm-hmm. you use an app every day. Yeah. Wouldn't you like to know how to build an app? You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I'm yep. sure know that there's a kid that's that probably has an idea like, yo, I wish we had an app that da 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 where I could find every bodega in in the Bronx without even knowing right <laughs> so so even just 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 you coming in to talk to them about stuff like that and just fixing their everyday problem I think it's a very good thing for them to understand and seeing somebody that's not because a lot of times what happened to I'm I'm gonna say straight out right a lot of black guys or black people when we get into these um into STEM a lot of them go to the other side like they want to look nerdy because they think that they have to do that in order to fit into that STEM society. Mm-hmm. But And that happens to me too. You know, I'm not, I'm going to keep it a stack with you, man. Like for, I, I want to say for most of my time in a STEM career, I was the one black guy. My major in undergrad was marine and environmental science. And I had this program I went to uh, in my junior year summer. I was the only black dude in a 50 mile radius. And I'm like, you know what I mean? Like, that's what I felt at least. <laughs> and yeah, so, yeah. you yep. know, like people were coming up to me and I'm like, at first I try to speak the way I usually speak. Like I'm speaking here and I recognize that people don't even understand what I'm saying. <laughs> no. <laughs> and I'm like, wait a minute. I need, and obviously, I mean, we are familiar with code switching and, and having to do that. Um, but I felt like I almost had the identity switch, man. I had mm-hmm. to take interest in all these new things to even like make conversation with these people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, like vibes, joined a volleyball league, a, a, a soccer league. <laughs> 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 you know, like, okay, but you know, I'm up there playing volleyball on the beach. You know what I mean? Uh, it, it was fun, but it was it was you know. I found myself having to assimilate, mm-hmm. and that's something that I try to teach kids to not do today. Because diversity of perspectives is something that STEM is dying for. Correct. Uh, and that's actually why this, what I do is actually financially supportable is because Facebook, right? 1% of the technical workforce of Facebook is black. 2% of that workforce is Latinx, right? So we got all of these, and, and, and it's pretty much the same across all of these STEM yep. and, and tech organizations. Yep. And and so they're throwing money at the solutions to the problem, but year over year, they're not seeing any increase in these percentages. Whereas here we are with these grassroots things that we're putting together, like the Magic Cool Bus, like the STEM Success Summit, that are solving the problems. And so we are going after those people to, to give us the money to give them the assistance they need to solve their own problems as well. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, man, dude, it's, it's, it's needed. Um, and just based off of the statistics that you just just spit out there is like, you know, people don't really understand what it mean when they mean like oh, I'm the only one 
in this room. Like I'm not the only one in this room. I'm the only one at this conference. You know, I'm not, I'm just the only one in this program. You know, it, 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 it puts you in in an awkward situation because now you have to rely on a lot of inner strength. You got to rely on a lot of, of like, where, where do you lean on when you don't know the the person next to you? Where, like, who, who do you become? Like, where, where are your mentors at? Where do you get advice from? How do you do this? How do you do that? It's it's difficult, man. So it's like when you can start building up just an army of individuals that can enter into this space so that they have the support of each other. And the key thing that you said is bring diversity to this space. That's when uh, we'll start seeing a lot more change in this space. So I, I man, I applaud you, uh, everybody on the uh, on the team. Um, and we're going to get a, a few people on this team on, on this podcast just to share their story, man, because it, it, w- along with STEM, like our, our motive is to push out this message as far as we can uh, around the world, um, wherever you may be, just to show that, yo, guys, you're not isolated. You're not alone. Right. And what we want, what we want you to do is um, in a few minutes, I might have Justin share just where you can reach out to him, where you can see some of his sexy posts on uh, Instagram, making STEM cool. <laughs> hey, he said it. I didn't pose. say it. It's pretty boy pose. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you can check those out. Um, but, you know, and not just him, but it be, then be connected with others that are in his network that are really trying to promote this thing and push this thing to the next level, man. So I said, I, I really thank you so much, Justin, for just, taking the mantle, running with it, seeing the problem and not just seeing a problem and talking about the problem, but being a chain, uh, um, a game changer in this space here. Yo, appreciate it, man. And likewise, I, I, I see you on your end doing that thing as well. So, um, man, and, and I'm, I'm happy to support you guys in any way that I can. Uh, appreciate it. So before we let you go, man, and I, before I let you give that information, I want to ask you this one more thing. Um, you know, you're on this journey. Right. And you already talked about how, hey, you know, when I knew when I walked in my first job uh, that I had a time, a timeline. You know, I, it was a time where I was going to say I'm, I'm leaving and I I prepared, made sure that I was ready to go at that time. I sacrificed a lot of different things. But now that you're on this journey, your entre- this entrepreneurial space, just just share a little bit with our, our travelers, our listeners, you know, what are some struggles that when you get up every single day, you know, you pretty much have to you eat what you kill in this in this yeah. moment, you know, tell them just a little bit about that side of it and just how it strengthens you to make you stronger and reach your potential a little bit more uh, as you go through this. Man, I think uh, one of the things I struggle with, especially that first year and a half now, was people just wouldn't even respond. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and part of it was because I didn't have the credentials that I needed. Uh, you know, I'm now in a space where I have more of those. But, you know, in the beginning, I would send out maybe 20 emails and get one response back. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's like over and over again, I did that because uh, I knew that I just needed to keep playing this numbers game. Um, so that's a big one that I that I used to deal with a lot more. I don't deal with as much now. Um, but, you know, th- these days. I'm now figuring out this whole scale thing. Uh, I have so many things that are on my plate that I can't, I'm, as one human, handle them. And so, you know, I'm still trying to figure out, um, you know, I'm, we're right now trying to hire a COO, a director of operations uh, for, the, for the business. So, you know, there, there's like a bunch, of, a bunch of these like little things that 
um, man, it's like uh, getting my board tight and, and making sure that they stay engaged and mm. uh, uh, making sure like the, going back and forth with my agency to make sure that they're giving me the proper rate and, you know, and, and not being a sucker, even having an agent, which is something mm. that I had to figure out over a year in that, you know, I'm a tw- at the time I was a 23, 24 year old black dude. Uh, talking about this stuff, people were going to try and pay me five cents to come out and speak to 100 kids. Mm-hmm. And they would pay the, the week before me, they pay them 10,000. So mm. it's, oh, it's like understanding your value and knowing to demand it or even putting the systems in place to demand it. Uh, and those are things I'm still trying to figure out. Uh, I mean, I have an agent now, um, but, you know, and I've had an agent for like a year and a half, but, you know, these are all things that um, I struggled with for a long time and, and still are and, and progressively trying to build on. Yeah, uh, love it, love it, love it. Marlon, you got anything else, man? I don't want to close it out oh. without you. Oh, thank you. Oh, man. Thanks, man. I feel important. Uh, I just <laughs> I just want to thank, uh, hey, man, you are doing, because as a guy, and I'm figuring you're still on the 30, right? Yeah, man, I just turned 25 in September. So 25 oh, September. September you man, I, knew, I knew there was something about you, dude. I'm in September as well, man. I see. I knew I knew there was something. I knew oh. there was something about both of y'all. But yeah, I just want to tell you, I, I, I really because I was watching. I'm a, I'm a person that I people watch and I watch how people move. And I'm telling you, um, I admire what you're doing because people in the space and, you know, and I know, I'm sure, you know, the guy that built Nixie Hustle's geolocation for his, for his store. I actually just met him in Dubai like three weeks ago, man. I just met the guy. Yeah. So, you know, those, those kind of people that are really into STEM that try to keep it, not try to keep it cool, but are keeping it cool and making it something that, 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 that people could look up to. Keep on doing it. Um, you're going to have bumps and bruises, and you know this, but just remember your ultimate goal and the reason why you're doing this. And when you wake up in the morning and you have to face something hard, you'll just, you'll, you, you'll, you'll jump over that hurdle, man. That's all I want to say. And I appreciate that, Marlon. Thank you. Yeah. No problem. So, Justin, man, for, like I said, before we let you go, I want you to share with our travelers. Um, we call them, we call them travelers, man, because we're on a journey, right? So we have them come on a journey with us. Uh, let us, let them see a little things that we're doing in our lives. Also let them see the little things that people that we bring on as our guests and what they're doing. So we say, we're going to come on this journey with us. So can you just share what our travelers, uh, just ways they can get in contact with you? Um, if you have anything for them that they, um, a website, uh, Instagram, whatever it may be, just go ahead and share that now if you like. Yeah, so a couple things. You can find me on Instagram at Mr. Fascinate. You can also Google Justin Stem, and I'm the whole first page of that. I just found out, so I think that's the easiest one. <laughs> <laughs> whole first page. Nah, love it, love it, love it, man. Yo, Justin, man, I'm proud, super proud, man, to know you, um, to be a part of what you're doing, man, and just witnessing, be, witnessing it before my eyes, and uh. To our travelers, to our listeners out there, we just want to thank you for tuning in again. Uh, Marlon and I, we, we've been doing this thing, man. We haven't missed a week yet over this past year. Just trying to provide uh, valuable content for everyone out there so that you can continue to grow from wherever you are. I don't care where you are. You're the top, bottom, whatever, wherever you are. We just t- hope that you just take the time to really look at yourself, look at your life, 
never be in that state of where I want to give up. And if you do want to give up to say, hey, you know, what? I got to keep pressing. Why? Because there's other people I hear their stories and in their stories, it wasn't always glamorous. It always well, they weren't always on top. They had to start from somewhere. But the thing, key thing between all of them that they did not stop. So we're telling you tonight, do not stop. Keep moving. Keep pushing. And we want to thank you for joining us again for another week of the Success Journey Show. All right, everyone, have a good one. Peace. You've been listening to the Success Journey Show, where your dreams, drive, determination, and diligence are the foundation to success. For more information, check out thesuccessjourneyshow.com. The Journey Squad is here helping you to your destination.